We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Friday night, draft debrief. After a long and emotional cardiac Nick-like draft night, uh, this is the draft debrief. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. CP here checking in. Special guest returning to the show to wrap up this Knicks draft. My guys, Derek Murray from the Basketball News and BasketballNews.com and Raphael Barlow, NBA Draft Junkies and Locked On NBA. Fellas, how are you feeling tonight, man? I'm I'm doing good. I'm a little tired, but <laughs> yeah. other than that, I'm good. Me too, man. Four hours of sleep, but uh, it, it was it was a fun night, a, a chaotic night as well. And, and you know, Knicks made some interesting moves, man. Raphael, I'll, I'll start with you. How do you how do you view this draft? How do you grade the Knicks draft and and what they came out with? Man, that's a tough question to be honest with you. On my mock, I had them selecting Jarrett Butler and Trey Murphy. Mm. I thought that would have been ideal for them. Mm. Obviously, um, Murphy would, would not have been available. But I was wondering what they were doing when they traded out of out of their picks. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a decent job with the guys that they had. But I, me personally, I probably would have kept 19 and 21. Did you see, you know, from from an opportunity call standpoint, did you feel like, uh, you know, you, you had guys like Kai Jones, you had Jalen Johnson, Keon Johnson. Did you feel like, you know, they should have taken a swing on one of those guys? Yeah, I definitely feel like there were more sexier picks available. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they ended up drafting okay, but I, me personally, like I said, I would have I would have kept the picks that they had and drafted one of those guys. Uh, how did you, um, you know, getting McBride at 36, I believe, at, you know, what, what did you think about that pickup? I thought that was a good a good pickup. I mean, yeah. he's a Tibbs guy to me. If you play for West Virginia, then you have some grit and some toughness, mm-hmm. and that's what he'll definitely provide. Pretty good shooter, especially out the mid-range. 
but I, I think his his main thing why he'll probably play is just his toughness and mm-hmm. and his competitiveness which I mean obviously if you play for Tibbs you, you have to have that you can't be soft playing for Tom Thibodeau yeah how, how about uh, Rokas, man? He, he's a guy who, uh, you know, I didn't have on my radar, had no clue uh, who this kid was playing out of Lithuania, but but you've been following this kid for quite some time. Tell us a little bit about uh, uh, Rokas out, out of Lithuania. So I've actually been watching him since he was probably maybe 16 years old, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So I, if, if people remember when LaMelo and the Ball brothers went to Lithuania, and they were airing those games on Facebook, there was a, a game where they played Zalgiris. And there was a kid that, like, literally lit them up. And he had, I want to say, like, 31 points. That was Yokobitis. Mm. So um, I had, you know, was I was familiar with him before that. And then I thought he was going to come out last year. And he ended up pulling his name out the draft at the, at the last minute. Mm. Played well this year. Left-handed, can play on or off the ball. The best comparison I have or that comes to my mind is he's Goran Dragic, mm. but it's like Dragic without the first step. So does that yeah. really make you Dragic? But it's uh, he can play on off the ball, like I said. Good playmaker out of pick and rolls. Mm. Not the most athletic guy. Good shooter. Not a great knockdown shooter, but he has a really good feel for you know playing pick and roll. And uh, I think it's a solid pick. I just don't know if he's going to come over. Uh, well, according to Mark Berman in New York Post, he, he's drafting stash. They say he's going to stay in Barcelona at least this year. So, uh, and, and I figured that, you know, I, I going into this, I didn't think that the Knicks would would field, you know, all four uh, rookies in, in roster spots. And it looks like they're going to have him in, in Barcelona. And, you know, with, with picking up Jericho Sims with 58, who knows, you know, it could be a two-way contract or he may or may not um, make the team. Uh, Derek, Derek, I'll, I'll go to you, man. What, what did you think about how the Knicks came out of this thing? Trading out of a pick when both Isaiah Jackson and Usman Garuba were on the board was strange to me. I did not see that happening, um, you know, similar to, uh, you know, what Rafa said. I think 19 and 21, I probably would have kept them both and used them both because I thought there was enough talent there that that was probably the right call. What's interesting to me going with the Rokas pick. So, okay, let's you trade back, you ignore the, the youth and the upside that was on the table and you take Quentin Grimes who I view Quentin Grimes more as a guy who can see the floor sooner than a lot of the other younger guys who were on the, on the table at that time. So I, you know, the word had been kind of lately of are the Knicks are going to try to pick win now, which again is why Trey Murphy was on the table, which is why you try to trade up and get Duarte, which is why that was out there for so long. You know, the trading up, I don't think was ever for Isaiah Jackson. Mm -hmm. I thought they would have taken him at 19 to trade back, take Quentin Grimes and then take a stash guy at your next pick is what kind of baffles me as far as just a timeline thing. Like why not take another maybe ready to play guy at the early second round pick where you take Yokobitis instead of stashing him. So the two picks from a timeline perspective almost clash with each other, at least mm-hmm. in my mind. I think that's what confused me the most after trading back. I, you know, after trading back to take Quentin, I'm like, okay, they're going to take a bunch of guys that can play right now. And then that's not what they did the rest of the, <laughs> the rest of the draft. So I was just a little thrown off by it. Yeah. You know, <sighs> 
it, it was tough to see, man, because uh, my predictions or my hopes coming out of this were to get Murphy, man, and then Grimes at, at 32, and then, you know, whatever they want to do at 58, hopefully come out with a backup five, which they did ultimately do him. But, you know, to see Murphy go 18 to the Pelicans, I'm like, all right, here we go. Can we get Trey Mann? And then OKC picks Trey Mann, uh, uh, you know, with with with, uh, with 18. I think I think Murphy went 17. OKC ends up picking Mann at 18. So then I'm like, okay, where are we gonna go here? I would have, you know, I was surprised to see them to see them trade and and punt on 19. I thought that with 19 and 21, we would go um, someone who was ready to go. You know, a, a guy that you, that you can pl- plug and play right now, and then take a swing on some upside. And what did you guys? What do you guys think about you know them passing on the th- some of the guys? I, I know uh, Derek, you had mentioned Isaiah Jackson and Garuba, but what about some more of these perimeter guys in terms of Keon Johnson? Um, then you had the bigs in in Jalen and and Kai Jones. What, what do you think about them and, and potentially passing on those guys? I actually don't mind passing on key on there now knowing in hindsight where you got McBride. Mm-hmm. I think McBride at that pick is tremendous value. And even though their offensive games are very, very different on defense, they were probably going to play similar roles. Mm-hmm. So I would rather have McBride at, what was it? 36, 36. Uh, yeah. Then key on at what did, at, what was, Keon it, was 19. Yeah. Oh, well, at, yeah. Yeah. Or at 19. Well, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. So 19, in this yeah. hypothetical 19. Uh, I would rather have McBride. I think that's better value there. But again, I, I yeah, just trading out, um, you know, I'd be curious to hear what he has to say. But again, I, I think I agree with him that trading both picks out just, it caught me off guard. I, I wouldn't have done that. And Raphael, how about you? You, you know, the, those opportunity costs there passing up on, on uh, you know, there are a lot of fans that wanted Kai Jones. There were fans that wanted to keep Keon or, or you know, there are fans that, that were tight that, that the Hawks got, that got Jalen Johnson there. Well, Jalen didn't really make sense for New York anyway. Yeah. Especially with Randall and, and Toppin. Right. Um, I, I jokingly thought Garuba was going to end up in New York because he's represented by Leon Rose's son, and he's a obviously a CAA guy, mm-hmm. and he's a power forward, which <laughs> seems like what the Knicks have been drafting. Um, Kai Jones and Keon Johnson, to me, are developmental guys. And I don't mm. see the Knicks as a team that are looking to develop guys right. with game minutes, especially under Tibbs. So yeah. they would have been, like I said, sexier picks, but I, I I think it would have been a lot of frustration because they wouldn't have played this year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear that. I still, you know, with three prime picks, I would have taken a swing on, on upside on one of them. You know, I like Grimes a lot. Don't get me wrong. I like Grimes a lot. I think he's going to be a nice 3 and D guy. The three-point numbers certainly jump out. His defensive acumen jumps out. I mean, some of these percentiles are nice, man. 84th in offense, 92nd in transition. So him and RJ are going to be nice out there with OB as well. Pick and roll ball handle, 86th percentile, 70th in ISO, 72nd off of screens. I, I like Grimes a lot, and uh, I like the defensive intensity that McBride will bring at the very least coming in. I think he's a guy that, that uh, who's defense will put him out on the court immediately so I like that um the Rokas thing even though there there is some potential there did were you surprised that that they passed on Cooper and that that he fell so low because I felt like at 34 I, I would have tried to get him right there and see if we can get off a point guard of the future why not take a take roll the dice on Cooper there I don't know it's a mystery why he fell yeah 
I mean, he fell pretty far. What was it? Like 40? He went to the like Hawks at 48. Yeah. 48. Yeah. Yeah. That, that has to be some something outside of basketball there. Maybe it's mm. Intel. Maybe he didn't work out. Well, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I mean, I I can't recall a guy who was projected to go in the 20s fall nearly like 28, 28 spots. Um, but yeah, it definitely would have been a a pick that the, the fans would have been pleased with. Is he a yeah. Tibbs guy? On one hand, I can say, no, I don't think so. But then on the other hand, I've seen Tibbs work with Nate Robinson, John Lucas, DJ Augustine, mm-hmm. and have an offense going through them in the playoffs and, yeah. you know, won a series. So I can't necessarily say that he doesn't like small guards, even though those guys were more scores and right, kind of put right. them in a role to just go get buckets as opposed to being distributors. So I'm I'm still kind of stunned that they did it. As far as like Yokobitis, he was one of the few international prospects that was projected to go second round that stayed in the draft. Mm. Most of the guys backed out because they knew that teams were going to draft them and stash them. And so a lot of guys didn't necessarily want that. They would rather wait a couple years or wait till next year where they think they have a better shot at being a first round pick. Mm. I mean, you look at Brooklyn, for example, they have five guys that they drafted. Yeah. How many of those guys are actually going to make the team? Not many. So I think the fact that a lot of the foreign guys pulled out of the draft made more American players get drafted. But these guys that got drafted literally have no shot at making some of these teams because you know, teams aren't bringing in three or four or five guys, rookies in the camp. And if you look at the second round, it seems like just off the top of my head, most of the teams have multiple picks in the second round. Yeah. And, and you mentioned uh, from the international standpoint, your guy, friends, Blindberg revealed today that uh, maybe it was contract issues that prevented him from being drafted. Did, did you guys hear anything about that? Yeah. I mean, I, I've been talking to friends throughout the day mm-hmm. and, Man, like some of these contracts are 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 pretty shady. Like I won't go into details about his contract, but what I've realized is that if you're an American agent and you want to make quick money, you go to Europe, you sign a 15-year-old kid to a 5-year deal, and then when you sign him to that contract, you you um, put yourself as a person that can benefit off of his NBA buyout. So if the NBA buyout is $800,000, you can put yourself on there to get 50%. You get 50%. That's $400,000, which is really like the equivalent of signing a NBA player to a $10 million contract. Mm. So you make more money up front by signing this kid to this huge buyout. And then if he gets drafted, you get a nice chunk of change. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't get drafted, then you can set it up for another team to buy him. But those buyouts that a lot of the young European prospects have benefit the team. Like, for example, if you're at like a small club in Europe, and you have a $700,000 buyout, you can save the club. You can meet help that club meet payroll for yeah, three years. Yeah. yeah. So I think like Garuba has a pretty nasty buyout is what I've heard, which could have been a reason why he fell so low. Wow. Interesting indeed. Um, Jericho Sims, Derek, at Texas Longhorn. How did you, um, what, what did you think about that pick at, at 58? 
At 58, I really like that pick. It makes a ton of sense. Uh, he's a guy that we thought was going to go in the 50s. I saw Texas live a couple times this season. Mm-hmm. One of the most impressive athletes I've probably ever seen up close. He just bullies people down in the paint. And it's not only does he have you know Dwight Howard's shoulders where he can just push you around if he <laughs> wants to, he can also go up and over you with ease. I'm sure everybody, now that Knicks fans have seen the video of him, you know, hitting his face on the rim yeah. at his pro day. And he's going to have to work on his hands a lot. Um, the, you know, the soft skills of, of catching the ball in the block, passing out of, out of the block in traffic. He's going to have to work on those things. He's just kind of a bruiser, more of like a bully and a lob threat at this point. Mm. But again, that athleticism will get him on the floor. I'm excited to see him catch lobs, which I'm sure you guys will see here in the, in the highlights. Just once he gets the ball in the dunker spot, there's nothing you can do. Just plain and simple. You have to have a guy who's either as strong as him or can jump with him to be able to do anything. Um, Just going to have to refine a lot of the skills before he gives you like legitimate, meaningful minutes. Will he improve his skills? So, I mean, he he was on Mo Bamba's team, right? As a freshman. I believe he was a freshman. Yeah. So I remember watching Mo Bamba film and then seeing Sam's thinking like, okay, this kid, once Bamba's gone, he's going to be a stud. He did not get any better. Like he played with Jackson Hayes. He seems like he's been the exact same person for the last four years. I mean, as a role man, he's great. He's probably, you can make a case that he was the best role man in, in the country. I just didn't really see any development with him. And you would think that the way the league is going, a guy like that with that type of athleticism as, as a vertical lob threat, I mean, we've seen guys that do the same thing, get drafted higher than him so I was wondering why he stayed four years and then the fact that when he did stay four years I didn't really see much improvement Texas hasn't been the best fit as far as with floor spacing because they really had like two fours out there with them Mm -hmm. I think it's I mean definitely a good pick at 58 it's a steal I think he may be a better NBA player than he was college player with spacing if there was one knock on him I would think with that athleticism and that vertical pop that he would be like an elite rim protector, but he's not, he's good, Mm. but he's not like this great shot blocker. Interesting. Jericho Sims out of uh, Texas. Yeah. Average 1.1 blocks per game, nine and seven on the campaigns, almost 70% from the field. I got to think the Knicks are probably, I mean, we'll we'll see what what he does in summer league and things like that, but I got to think he'd be a two way candidate. Maybe start off in the G League and, and go from there. I got to think with, with Mitch and Toe that they will uh, still go vet, you know, to kind of support him there. I don't see them uh, putting money in, in Noel. You know, maybe maybe find a JaVale McGee or something like that. But uh, with Sims, Sims is certainly an interesting prospect indeed. Um, now, they also picked up Amir Sims out of Clemson, un- undrafted free agent. Uh, what, what type of intel do you guys have on Amir Sims? Mm-hmm. He'll be uh he'll be in a G League. <laughs> that's 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 pretty much all I got is he'll be in the G League. Shot decent from three, not a large volume of attempts, but he's like a typical guy that is a very good college player, not necessarily good enough to be an NBA player. Will play in the G League, put up good numbers, and I think he's someone that will end up playing overseas and having a pretty good career in Europe. Derek, what's your take on Amir? Yeah, so Matt and I got to sit down with Amir out at Impact Basketball in Las Vegas this summer. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed speaking to him. I thought he was a great kid, um, really awesome guy to talk to. 
just kind of a natural leader, you know, great with people. I think he's got an internal drive and work ethic that's special. The one thing, <clears throat> he's not the flashiest player on offense, but in our data over at Sports Info Solutions that now the draft is over, we've been able to release a little bit more, um, which I have a lot on the other three guys as well. Mm -hmm. Sims finished 89th percentile in our overall offensive winning impact. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he's not going to, he's not flashy. He's not going to give you a bunch of high flying dunks. He's not going to drain five threes a game, but he's going to do all the little things right. And that's where I think he has a chance to maybe get some NBA minutes. Uh, I do agree with Rafael that he's probably going to make a good amount of money overseas, but I understand taking a shot on him. Um, it's kind of guy you want in your locker room, kind of guy you want on the bench. And physically he's ready to step on an NBA floor right now, but he's just kind of needs to put the whole package together if he wants to see legitimate playing time. Interesting, interesting indeed. We'll see who else they uh, they come out with. Salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up on feed, boys. This is the draft debrief episode, the last episode on the draft before we roll into free agency, man. We'll be back Sunday night live uh, previewing the Knicks free agency, and then Monday at 6 o'clock, we sit and wait. Knicks sitting with $50 million in cap space. We'll see what they do. Still plenty of holes in the roster to fill. Uh, but draft night was certainly interesting. We're also, tonight, I'm also going to announce the four winners of the Ultimate Orange and Blue giveaway. If you guys hadn't signed up, you got about two minutes to do so because the contest ends at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. The contest ends in 10, in two minutes. So go over to KnicksFanTV.com right now and make sure you fill out your entry form. Once again, the prizes are one person's going to win an autographed Patrick Ewing basketball. An autograph R.J. Barrett 8x10 photo and two tickets to the Mets versus Nationals at City Field on Wednesday, August 11th. And that is right behind the visitors dugout. Great seats. So make sure you guys sign up right now. You literally have two minutes to go. Two minutes to go. So go to KnicksFanTV.com right now and fill out the form. And once again, that giveaway is sponsored by my guys at Forzano Law. If you guys have been injured in a car accident, construction accident, trip and fall, fall slip and fall, nursing home incident, my guys at Forzano Law will help you get on the road to monetary compensation right away. Call them up. Ask for David or Anthony. Tell them CP the franchise sent you. You can call them at 718 372 1397 you get a free consultation and free representation unless you get paid you can also go to forzanolaw.com for a 24-hour live assistant and in person their address is 271 avenue u in brooklyn uh, and that's one block from the f train so shout out my guys forzano law for sponsoring the giveaways and uh yeah man great gifts for the fan base. Okay, so we're going to go to the phones right now, get you guys' take. What do you guys think about this Knicks draft? There's a lot of controversy around trading that 19 pick. A lot of Knicks fans didn't feel like we got enough in return. Didn't feel like they got comparative value. But, I mean, the way I see it, fellas, I, you know, I, I would have loved for them to take someone there. But I feel like they're stacking more assets for, for a major hole. I feel like they're stacking more assets in the major hole. And in this draft, they come out with a future first, a second round pick. They now have six first round picks and nine seconds, I believe, in the next four drafts. So I, I believe that they're stacking up for, for a major trade. We'll see what it is. But, um, you know, still some controversy around that pick because pe people didn't feel like they were going to get equal value out of 19. So. We'll have to uh, to wait and see. But to the phones we go. Terrence from Staten Island. Terrence, how you doing, man? 
Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, I was surprised that uh, people were as upset as they were yesterday, you know, and I understand, you know, we're kind of all in anticipation and revving up and ready for the draft, you know, and, you know, when something doesn't happen the way you're expecting it at 19, you know, I can completely understand that. But what I don't understand is, as far as I can see it, I mean, if you look at, you know, Tibbs is going to play people now, right? There's, yeah. there's no two. If he's going to draft someone, he's going to want someone who's going to play right now, mm-hmm. right? And in order to do that, you kind of got to be a vet of sorts of in college, right? So, and, and you have to play defense. Mm-hmm. And you got to be a vet, and you got to play threes. You got to be able to hit threes. There aren't a lot of guys out there. Like, the Grimes is a perfect fit. The guy attempted more threes than anyone in all the – I think he had, like, 40 more attempts than Kispert did. Mm. I mean, clearly, that's the guy that you're looking for. He's, you know, it's fitting the criteria. The guy plays really good defense. It's a th- like, there aren't a lot of guys that are out there that are going to fit the mold. Mm-hmm. Then you look at the guard situation. There were a few guys like that that were available. You know, the, the guy from Illinois, he was a veteran, you know, who kind of does a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But the, the competitiveness and the defensive intensity that McBride brings, really off the charts as far as being a competitor. And that's what fits in. Again, a guy who can hit threes, who plays defense, you know, what do you want? I mean... I was surprised in a good way with this other guy we got from Europe because that kind of makes sense. You know, he's, if he's not going to play you, why not stash someone good over in Europe and let them get seasoned that way? But, my God, for the amount of, you know, assets that we had, you know, I think that was the way to go. There was only a few people that fit, and I, I was surprised that people didn't see that Grimes was the perfect fit. That's all I got to say. Thanks, Terrence. Th- thanks a lot, man. Yeah, Phil's sure. man, I, I, I like the Grimes pick up a lot, man. I, I think this kid will be ready to go from day one. I, I see a nice fit with him, with RJ and Julius Randle as well. And so I, I like that pickup. But it, it's not to say, you know, a lot of Knicks fans who, who are kind of down on this draft, it's not to say that the Knicks didn't try, you know, to, to move up and get their guys. We, we know that they try to get 13 from the Pacers. They try to get 14 from the Warriors. They try to get 15 from the Wizards, you know, but there was clearly there was a certain price they were they were willing to meet, and and they didn't get there. So clearly, I believe you know Murphy was a target, Duarte, maybe uh, maybe Moody was was available there, but they, they they couldn't get up and get those guys. So they they went to Plan B, and and in the in the uh, in the end they got some assets out of it. So, but overall, I'm I'm happy with the Grimes pickup. De- definitely happy with the Grimes pickup. Um, what did you guys think about uh, um, the kid from Baylor slipping down when he did uh, Jared Butler? He, he slipped kind of far. Yeah, yeah I mean, I but, think it's... Go ahead, Raphael. Go ahead. Uh, I think it's directly related to the medical issue. Mm. I mean, I I thought he was still going to get selected. Actually, like I said earlier, I had him going 19 on my on my mock that I released before before mm. the draft. <laughs> But it seems like team doctors may have felt like they may have graded him differently than the NBA doctors. And that's just, to me, that's my opinion. I don't think it has anything to do with basketball or on the court. I just think it's, he was red flagged because of, because of his medicals and it's different, but it's similar. It's kind of like with Michael Porter jr. He was clear, but there were some teams that were just like, no, his body's not going to hold up. 
And I mean, it was, you can say it was a mistake for the Clippers to draft Jerome Robinson over him. Yeah. And I think this was the same thing. He was clear, but some team doctors looked at the medicals and they said, no, it's not worth the risk, which is crazy to me because it's only like a three-year deal. It's not like you're signing him to a five-year max contract. So to me, it would have been worth the risk. Yeah, I I thought Butler, I didn't think he was going to go in the first round. At uh, the Rokos pick, I do wish the Knicks would have taken him. I thought the yeah. Jazz got a steal uh, for picking him up when they did. It was, 40. you know, the, yeah, the heart issue obviously was a huge part. Wasn't the only part of the medical. Um, I think that's just the only one that they've released. But, you know, Raphael's right. A lot of teams, doctors just said no, like straight red flag. We're not doing it. We're not taking him. Um what I'll say about, about about the call, I think Terrence one. He sounds like a like a burner account from somebody who works for the team, uh, just, just just laying out exactly what the plan is, and it it worked. We got our guys. We did exactly what we wanted to. To Terrence's point, and what he is right about is Tibbs is going to want guys who can play right now, right. who can shoot threes, and who can play defense at a high level, and they. From a value standpoint, Grimes is probably maybe at his high end, right on the value. And I thought McBride was tremendous value. You know, McBride fell due to an injury that uh, wasn't like overly uh, disclosed to a lot of people, mm -hmm. but that's why he slipped. Thought it was a great pickup there. I wrote these down. So in our SIS data, Grimes was 85th percentile on and off ball defender. Mm. McBride was 95th percentile on ball defender. Mm. Grimes, 98th percentile in the class in pull-up craft as a three-point shooter. So that's not even accounting makes and misses. That is just how well he gets off his shots, how clean his footwork is, mm. the versatility of how he gets his shots off. So he was 98th percentile. McBride was 96th. I mean, at this point in the draft, you got, again, a little undersized for the 3 and D term, but right. probably the two best options you could have hoped for at these two spots. So I get what Terrence was talking about. And from that perspective, it might've been a home run. Yeah. Interesting indeed. And, and at least from Grimes perspective, seems like he's a, he's a tough shot maker as well. And, and I think that'll serve the Knicks well, man, because it just, it was quite evident, especially in the playoffs that they just didn't have many of those guys. You know, I, I saw Alec Burks was capable of that off the bench, but just a bit too erratic. Uh, RJ still working on, on that part of his game and Julius, Julius was Julius, but, you know, he, he just didn't have it. But they just needed more in that department. You know, they just needed a lot more in that department. So, um, I, again, I see those guys come in and helping right away. And, you know, the, those, those are the Tibbs guys. I just uh, I, I would have hoped that they would have just taken a, a risk and, and gambled a little bit uh, on something that, you know, with, with potentially some star upside. But we'll see what happens, you know how Keon Johnson and those guys pan out and, and Cooper, hopefully they don't regret t uh, passing on Cooper. Um, but you know, good pickup for the Hawks, man. I, I can't stand the Hawks getting richer with these, with these prospects, man. And you know what it is with the Hawks too. I just feel like the Hawks are in prime position now to package up a lot of these, these plays, man, and, and get that star. I think they're in a great position to go get, a star that can put him over the top, you know. With, well, with who would you think pickups. the star would be? That's that's what I'm trying to figure out. I know they have assets. I know that yeah. they can move Reddish. They yeah. can or Hunter. Um, depends on what they're doing with John Collins. Yeah. The trade today, even though they're saying that it's because Okongu is going to be out, the trade today seems like they're going to package 
something you, for another piece. I just can't figure out what the piece would be or who it would be. I think I don't know what Beal wants to do in Washington. You know, after the Westbrook trade, if, if there were reports that he plans on staying, we'll see what happens. But I think that that could be it. I think I think that could be it. But Golden State to me has a better package. You think so? <laughs> well, we- yeah. I mean, if I'm Golden State, I mean, if I'm Washington, I'll take Wiseman. I throw in Wiggins' contract to Wiggins. make it work. Yeah. And seven and fourteen. Who can come up with a better package than that? I mean, contract-wise, it would be interesting to see how that pans out. But Hawks, you can offer you can offer Herder, Reddish, Okongwu. I still think teams like the guys Maybe that they Cooper. don't know yet, in a sense. Yeah. Like, there's more value in a pick that hasn't played. But, I mean, and then, I mean, so, I mean, like, if let's say the Wizards drafted Kaminga, mm-hmm. Moody, and Wiseman. Everybody would be like, that's a great draft. Yeah, yeah. You have a chance to do that if if you're the Wizards pick up those three guys and and then obviously um, Wiggins' contract allows the money to I mean I'm sure you have to do some filling here and there but mm-hmm. to me they have the best package. Yeah, yeah, I was I was interested in seeing if Golden State was going to make a move on draft night, but um, we'll we'll see, man. Still came out with Moody and and uh, and Kaminga. I yeah. like those pickups. We'll see. We'll see where Ben Simmons. You know, Ben Simmons is, is definitely going to get traded. I have no idea where he's he's going to go either. So he's I'm starting go. to think he stays. I mean, you if it's so? true that everything that that they want, like they wanted, like four Raptors starters. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's crazy. It's it's like all right. On one hand, do you really want to move them? Or are you saying you're making these ridiculous offers so nobody moves them, and then you tell your fan base we tried. Yeah, that I yeah, Philly Philly's gonna be in an interesting position, man. What what did you guys think about? Uh, I mean, who who were some of your winners in the draft? Who, who which teams did you guys like um, in terms of who they came out with? Yeah, um, you know, Matt, I just released a, actually a winners and losers article on basketballnews.com. Charlotte and Houston were far and away. I was gonna ask two, about book my night. two winners. <laughs> I mean, Charlotte got book night at I think tremendous value. Again, when we left his workouts down in Miami. I thought it. I thought he was a top seven, eight guy easily. Just he's going to be able to score twenty points a game in this league. I thought Kai Jones was late lottery worthy if you bought the ceiling. And then we saw JT Thor work out as well, where he's six foot ten and moves like a guard and has flashed the ability to stretch the floor. I mean, get all three of those. That's that's just ridiculous. I, I think, yeah, Charlotte Houston for me, no, not even close. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking Charlotte as well. He, I thought Houston did fairly well. What, what about you, Rafael? <laughs> Yeah, Charlotte definitely got more athletic overnight. Yeah, I mean, they got some of the best athletes in the draft. The interesting thing to me is Rafael Stone, the general manager of the Rockets, like out Sam Presti, Sam Presti. Like (laughs) we thought Sam Presti was going to, you know, do something that we thought was big that was going to help Oklahoma City win the draft with their picks and all their assets. Mm -hmm. And they drafted Giddy. Uh, off the top of my head, I yeah, can't think they of drafted second Giddy and Trey Mann, Sangoon and Trey Mann, yeah, and, but, and but, JRE. Well, Sangoon yeah. is going to Houston. Oh, that's yeah. right, that's right, that's right. So they got Giddy, Trey Mann. So Kemba. You, you think about and who else? I mean, I mean, I'm just talking about the, the guard rotation they have. They still have Kemba and they still have SGA and Lou uh, Dort and Maladon. Maladon. So, and then Gilgis Alexander is going to, I mean, he's due like a $100 million contract. So you're going to pay a guy $100 million 
to win 25 games. And then you drafted two guys in the first round on a team that's only going to win like 20 games that won't start. Like where is man and Giddy going to start at on that team? So I thought Oklahoma city did not maximize their assets and, and, and their picks. I think they just straight picked Trey man, just to stick it to the Knicks man, because they knew that was our pick, man. I'm telling you, the Knicks wanted <laughs> Trey Man, and that's why they ended up trading out of 19. Man, that, that was yeah. uh, that was a tough spot, man. But yeah, it's it's very interesting to see what OKC is doing uh, with, with that uh, with that guard spot. But you know, I, I think SGA will be a, bit, a little bit too rich for our blood. I would love to have him. We'll we'll see what happens. A um, couple more calls. Let's go to D from North Carolina. D, how you feeling? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CP, what's good? How you doing, bro? Doing good. Uh, you know how I felt last night. I was I was tight with the draft in the beginning. Yeah. But now that I look back at it, you know, it's they 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 did something good, and we we had a good draft. You know. To me, I think that one thing a lot of the people are overlooking is the fact that we got those picks in 23, the, the second round picks in 24, mm-hmm. but those, those drafts are going to be deeper just because now the high school kids is coming in. Double draft. Is that so, confirmed? Is, is that confirmed no, there? It's, it's, not, it's not confirmed. It's not confirmed. Okay. But, you know, they, they're talking about in, in 23 that they're coming in. So if that's the case, that's going to be a deeper draft. So we, we got those picks. Plus, if we package them to get somebody, which I think is going to happen anyway, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting good. And I also feel that we're, we're in a good place to exploit all these other teams mm-hmm. that are in tight situations like Atlanta, like Orlando, like OKC, because now, now OKC has all these guards, Orlando's uh, just pick more guards. So, you know, what's going to happen there? And the pick that surprised me the most, honestly, out of the whole draft was Sacramento. 
with Davion Mitchell. Yeah, well, yeah, but, that was kind of confusing to me. That was kind of confusing to me. You as know, well. but but then again, you know, with with uh, uh, what's his name being the coach, you know, he might be trying to go to the three guard rotation like they did in Golden State, but mm. I don't see that working out. Yeah, but Halliburton is like 165 small forward. Right, right. <laughs> you know, Sorry to cut you off. I, I think we're going to be able to exploit. And as far as, you know, Rokas, I was watching a lot of videos today about him. You know, I think it's good. And plus, he's going to be playing over in Barcelona, which is a better league than the G League, and he's going to develop better than if he was over here in the G League. And you know, of course, they, you know, I would have rather them taken JT Thor at that position, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And then with Sims, I, I feel like he, he's kind of like a mixture to me of Jackson, Hayes, and JaVale McGee. So I think if he comes in and does all the dirty work, you know, blocks and rebounds and gets a little hook shot, we're going to be good. Okay. Appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the call, uh, D. Good to hear from you. Um, yeah. What, what did you What did you guys make of the Davion to to the Kings uh, pick? Because that, that was kind of confusing for me as well. Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me at all. Because they still have Buddy. I thought that if Buddy was packaged in that Lakers deal, then maybe it would make sense. But yeah. I mean, three point guards, and even if they go to Three guard lineup, Halliburton is like a buck sixty. Right. So right. Is he so is he your de facto small forward? I don't I mean it's it's the Kings. So it's it even is though this Kings. is a different front office, I, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt by yeah. thinking like this is not the same group that you know it wasn't the Vladi Divac group, but it just seems <laughs> like it's still the Kings. That ad and change, yeah. man. Go ahead, Derek. I, I don't understand picking a guard that is gonna take the ball out of De'Aaron Fox's hand at all. I just don't know. Like, I've just, I wouldn't have wanted to get in his way. You were paying him a ton of money now. I don't want to congest it at all. So, the only logical, you know, putting myself in their shoes, the only logical explanation is the three guard lineup, mm-hmm. which, again, ag- agreeing with Raphael, I don't understand. My, my initial, as soon as it was picked, I thought, oh man, they think Halliburton can play the three. That was my, <laughs> that was my initial thought. And I thought, oh no, that is, I just don't know if that <laughs> works. So, Maybe you pick him thinking you go three guard. Maybe you pick him and think this is just our safe, legitimate backup point yeah. guard who's just going to get the backup minutes, but you don't pick that at nine. Right. So yeah. I don't know. It was very confusing. I don't know if it's – it didn't catch me off guard as much as Primo at 12, but I think it <laughs> yeah, was the first Primo. pick of the night that yeah. really kind of shocked me. Yeah. Over uh, Giddy at six? Look, I, I'm, I'm tied enough with – the Thunder front office again. I spent some time with that organization. Mm. The fact that I did not hear Giddy's name at all leading up to it when yeah. he was picked, I thought, oh yeah, that makes total sense. Like they were they were probably yeah. doing that the whole time. Plus, yeah, they don't they don't have leaks. Yeah, they don't they don't have leaks. They never had. They do a really good job. He is in the same kind of mold. Uh, he was the kind of kid that Oklahoma City is going to want in their organization. And there was a lot of talk about Golden State taking him at seven. And even if Oklahoma City could trade uh, 16 and 18 to get up to 8, 9, 10, he wasn't going to, in all likelihood, wasn't going to be there. Mm. And I think that a lot of it played into they believe that the gold, uh, the Warriors were going to take him. And, hey, if you have your guy, it's a draft. You have your guy, even if it feels high and you can't get him at your next pick, you've okay. got to take him right where you are. Yeah. So six, while it was surprising, 
the Davion one is the one that really I thought this this doesn't add up to me. Do you think Sacramento is a potential pra- trade partner for Ben Simmons? You think one of the point guards, whether it's Mitchell Fox. and Harrison Barnes and or either Halliburton and Barnes or something for, for Ben Simmons? Maybe, yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe even um, Bagley or I don't know. I think Mitchell would be great up in Philly as their point guard. Mm-hmm. I do, but I'm not making that pick for you unless I am dead set. A deal is done. We are doing this right now. And, you know, at this point it feels long enough to where maybe they they discuss it. I just, I don't know. I'm not wasting a top 10 pick on a, maybe I can try to trade this right, guy right, in a little right. bit. I'm just not, that's just too high for me to do yeah. that. Yeah. Cause I think Buddy Hield and Mitchell would help Philly. A ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Going to be interesting to see what happens, man. But, but like I'm with you, Derek, you know, you don't make that pick at, at that high up for, you know, a potential scenario like that, but that that's the King's problem. Uh, so to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We got over 1,000 people watching right now on a Friday night. CP the Franchise here checking in. Welcome everybody in the chat. I'm here with my guys, Derek Murray from BasketballNews.com and Rafael Barlow, the NBA Draft junkie locked on NBA. We're doing our NBA Draft debrief in particular for those New York Knicks, man, giving our reaction to the Knicks Draft, recapping everything and getting the fans' reaction to everything. Coming up, I'm going to announce the four winners to the Ultimate Orange and Blue giveaway. So stay tuned for that and see if you won. We're going to take a couple more calls. Mike from New Jersey. Mike, how you doing, man? Hey, good. Can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. You're good to go. Perfect. Yeah, I just kind of want to give him a take on why actually I thought trading the 19th pick was actually a good idea for the next year, mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically the reason is um, when you trade, or let's say, for example, in the future, eventually, we know we're going to make a big splash if you trade, of course, correct? Yeah, yes. So, if you're using or if you're trying to make a trade in the future, it's always better to have draft picks than it is to have prospects because the other team is just going to lie. So let's say, for example, we took Ty Jones. Mm-hmm. The other team, of course, is going to lie and then say, "Hey, we had him as a second rounder, so we're only counting his pick as a second rounder." Whereas with the Charlotte first, you have to say, you know, it's probably going to be like the 17th, 18th, 19th pick. I can't imagine that their ceiling is, you know, a championship ceiling. So I have to imagine it's going to be somewhere between like 16 and 20. Mm-hmm. Maybe if it's down the line, if it's only top 14 protected, it might be like 15, 16, whatever. But um, you can basically talk a team into the fact that, hey, if you're getting the 18th pick, you'll probably get like the 11th, 12th guy on your door, chances are. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're getting a player like Kai Jones, that let's say, for example, we drafted him, teams are just going to lie and say, hey, he wasn't high on our board. We don't value him that high. You're going to have to include more. Whereas with the pick, you can actually say, well, you're getting the player that you want you. And they can't lie their way out of that, of course. So that is why I actually think trading that was a good idea because if we're trying to get a big fish in the future, other teams are just going to, of course, you know, lie and say, hey, we weren't high on that prospect. I want more. Whereas with a pick, you can't say that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. And I also learned from um, from Jonathan Macri and Nick's film school today that uh, for somehow this, this pick with Charlotte is tied up where they're not able to trade a first-round pick until 2027. So in order to do so prior to that, they would have to negotiate with the Knicks to lift some of these restrictions. So it could play out into the Knicks' favor where they get something favorable that I guess may not be lottery protected down the road. So um, seems like they, you know, it, it is it's quite restricted, but it does seem like the Knicks have some some negotiating power as well in the event Charlotte wants to wants to make a trade prior to that. Oh, he hung up. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's interesting. 
you know, what, what they're going to do with that pick and, and how and where it, you know, what it conveys, what it turns into. But it seems like the Knicks have some uh, some flexibility there. You know, a lot of people are angry because because the Rockets were able to get two firsts for trading out of 16. Um, you know, yeah. I, I. That makes sense to be mad. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, man. For me, I, I we just gotta wait and see. Like I said, this pick could be used in a blockbuster trade, and, and maybe you don't even think about this down the road. But you know, we just gotta wait and see what happens, man. Who would your targets be in a blockbuster trade, man? Naturally, you think about CAA guys, and um, I thought Booker at this time last year. I thought mm-hmm. Booker would have been a target. I think that's probably that's off the table. It. Yeah. Um, Cat, maybe. Ah. <laughs> so uh, who, who's your, your trade target? My, my target should be Dame or Beal, man. You know, my target should be Dame or Beal, but it just, it's just got to be the right time. Right now, I don't I don't think it's the right time because I think they're going to want RJ in any deal right now. But but this is why I, I wanted them to kind of, you know, keep some of these picks and, and get these guys in the game, start to play some of these guys and, and see who they can develop. Because, you know, without knowing what you have, I, I think that it's going to end up costing them more for either one of those guys. You know, and and with Beal, with the Brody trade, they're saying Beal might stay with Washington. Does he sign the extension or does he go into free agency? You know, ideally, I would love to see if they can get Beal in free agency. And then then you see, you know, next offseason, if you can pull off a Dane trade, that may not cost you as much. But I think those would be the two realistics. I, I don't think Booker's realistic. Right now, I don't see Mitchell being realistic. You know, I think they're, they're firmly planted where they are. But in terms of star power, I think those would be the two. Yeah, Mitchell thing could be interesting because if Conley opts out and then there's rumors that they're going to trade Ingles to save money, mm-hmm. that really depletes their team. Yeah. And Mitchell's from the area. He has the ties to CAA. The Knicks hired his developmental coach or somebody that was instrumental in his development. So mm-hmm. I think that could, depending on, I think the next 12 months, the Mitchell situation could be a lot different. Yeah, could, could be interesting. We do have Johnny Bryan on the coaching staff as well, so. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Which a lot of fans also did not like the Nets grabbing Cam Thomas. What, what did you guys think about that one? Yeah, I can't wait to see Cam Thomas wave KD and Harden <laughs> off and uh, shoot a step back three. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, that, that was hard to take, man, because I already know, you know, deficiencies and all. I just see him coming off the bench and just giving the Knicks buckets, you know, just doing what he what he does best. Um, Derek, what do you think about that pickup for, for Brooklyn? Yeah, he makes a ton of sense there. Again, one of the best isolation scorers in the country now gets to learn from three of the best three of the isolation best scorers isolation in the scores. league. Yeah. And, I mean, he's going to learn a ton. Again, he has to be willing to learn a ton, which is very important, and mm-hmm. it's a huge part of this. And if he is, I mean, he's probably only going to get better as a microwave scorer. So, yeah. He might not see much playing time early in his career, but who better to learn from with what he's good at? Yeah, I, I thought they got him in a good situation, man. So uh, that was tough to see as well. Um, shout out to Matthew Henry in the chat. Send to Super Chat. He says, Quentin Grimes and Miles McBride are 1,000% Tibbs, guys. I think we got great value in great places while still gaining assets and future draft picks. All right, Matthew, appreciate the super chat. So he's uh, certainly optimistic about the uh, the way things went last night. I, I, and I yeah. I'll say I'll say too for the fans. I've seen a couple in the chat that are really upset, like you mentioned, CP, about the Thunder being able to get two firsts 
four, sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, the the picks are very heavily protected. Mm-hmm. So I don't want the, the Knicks fans watching and listening. I don't want them to be too upset and think that the Thunder just got two unprotected futures. You know, one is in, the, in 2023, it's from Washington. It's protected all the way through 2026 mm-hmm. in the top 14, 12, 10, and 8. And then the other one is from Detroit in next year's draft, protected all the way through 2027 at 16, 18, 18, 13. So they may not end up these premier, you know, early to mid first round picks. So, yeah. you know, even though they were assets, it's Knicks fans can rest maybe a little easier that it wasn't just like a total fleece job. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> makes you feel a little bit. They just bad. see first, and that that's that's yeah. just see and first, and that yeah, they done. see blood, man. They see blood. I'm telling you, man. We we got draft PTSD bad in the, in, the, in the Knicks Nation, man. It's bad. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Ikena Emilo, team hashtag new Ikena. How you guys doing? Welcome to uh, the chat on a Friday night. Angels up next. Angel, how you doing, man? Yo, yo, yo. What's good, PT fellas? How y'all doing tonight, bro? Good, man. How you doing, man? Good. good. I'm good. You know, I know a lot of Knicks fans are upset about the draft last night. But, hey, listen, man, mm-hmm. um, obviously they had a plan to move up and it didn't work out. But I also think when it comes to the ownership and the front office, man, we got to build better relationships because when you see a lot of these trades, man, it's just – it's so confusing to me, you know. It's like you essentially got Russell Westbrook for a bunch of bench players, you know, and it's just like – if the Knicks wanted Russell Westbrook, you know, they would want the whole farm. You know, it's just it's just confusing to me. It's the same thing with, you know, the possibility of Sacramento and the Lakers. You know, you're going to trade Buddy Hill for Kyle Kuzma? I mean, Kyle Kuzma is a bum. He is garbage, bro. And that's just my honest opinion, you know. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm the Knicks, man, hey, listen, you know, build the chest, you know, get your asses together, you know, um, and, um, you know, Maybe we can get a superstar next year or two years from now. We just got to stay patient. But, you know, I would really look into uh, maybe getting a Buddy Hill. I mean, if they were going to act for Kyle Kuzma, I mean, you got to think. I mean, we could, you know, give up Kevin or something like that for Buddy Hill. I mean, come on, Kyle Kuzma, bro. I mean, give me a break, you know. And my, uh, I got some questions for you all, right, because I really think um, the free agency is really – I don't think a lot's going to happen in free agency, you yeah, know, yeah. and I just don't see the Knicks making a whole bunch of moves in that. So would you guys feel better? Uh, how would you feel if the Knicks went as far as the point guard position? Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't make any serious moves, would you rather go with uh, Vildoza or uh, quickly to start or uh, maybe um, the kid that we drafted last night? And uh, the same thing for the center position because with uh, Mitchell Robinson, you know, he just – he just keeps getting hurt, and yeah. do you think that they should uh, have a competition for the center position as well with us drafting the Sims? Because I got a feeling it's going to be a lot younger this year than it was, you know, this past year. And um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks resign all our players, you know, that that are free agents right now because of the, the way the free agency is. And yeah. uh, I think they're just, you know, waiting for uh, next year. That's really yeah. what it looks like, bro. I don't see them making any serious moves, but as always, appreciate it, bro. Thank you, guys, for taking my call. Appreciate it, man. Well, I would. I don't think. I don't think Vildoza is going to start, but I, I'd be interested to see if they give IQ a chance. Uh, I'd be interested to see if they give IQ a chance to kind of be that off-ball threat, nice outlet for RJ and Julius. Can he, you know, run the position? Can he? Can he be that lead guard? Can he defend at, at uh, you know the starters? We'll see. You know, second year Emmanuel quickly. I'd like to see if they give him a look. Uh, I still think Tibbs will, will go vet 
you know, you may see a Lowry on a balloon deal, a Conley maybe on a, on a one plus one. Derrick Rose, I think, has a great chance of coming back. So I still think we'll, we'll have some vets there. But I'd like to see them, you know, get in that lineup with quickly RJ and Julius because offensive rating-wise, they had some good uh, some good numbers there together in, in limited stretches. So I'd like to see them give, give quickly a shot. As far as the center, I, I think it's it's Mitch's job to lose. I, I, I think Tim Sims will probably be a G League guy starting off, and, and you'll have Mitch being backed up by, you know, some veteran that they get on the cheap. What, what do you it's guys funny. think about IQ? Kevin Knox. What's that? It's funny. Like, yeah. Kevin Knox is, is not an asset. Maybe Summer League Kevin Knox from his rookie oh, year. Man. Can you clip yeah, those maybe, highlights maybe together? You can send him to Vegas again, man. Come to Vegas, <laughs> Kev. You know, find, find your groove. Get your groove back, man. I, I don't know where Kev is going to be uh, by next year. You know, it just seems like he, he's lost in translation right now. I think Bullock could go to the Lakers. I think Bullock is a prime candidate to, to go elsewhere. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. If you love listening to us here on Knicks Fan TV, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about our favorite team, then make your voice heard in Hustle. Acceptance to the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check the description box in this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com join. How would you guys feel about quickly potentially getting some, some looks at, uh, at the one? I don't. I don't think quickly is a pure enough of a point guard as yeah. a distributor to take the full load and responsibility mm-hmm. of starting point guard right now. Right. You know, in flashes he can handle the ball uh, really well and and facilitate, but I just don't think enough to be deemed like the point guard right now. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It seems like the Knicks need a. I mean, they don't grow on trees and they're hard to find, but a guy that can be an engine and it doesn't seem like they have they don't an have engine. It. They don't have it. It's a bunch of guys that are maybe combos, maybe game managers, but not an engine. Yeah. Rose is the closest thing. Rose is the closest thing, man, but he's he's uh, he, he's not the Benz anymore. He's like the Oldsmobile right now. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's still he, he's still he's that the job uh, he's that 2000 V12. Yeah, he's still he's, got some he, power to right, it. But. Right, right, right. You know? <laughs> He's that old box, you know, S five hundred right now, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think you know, I I still think he has a good chance of coming back, but um, certainly not uh, starter level at this moment. So yeah, we're still missing that guy, man. Still missing the engines. Uh, salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. All right, let's go to uh, Will from LI. Will, how you doing, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Rafael, what's going on? Uh, CP, what's, what's going on, everybody? How you doing? Um, so yeah, no, yeah. Um, I'm just looking at the draft. I was a really, I was really angry at first 
because with all the protections that was on that pick. But when you look at it, it's really a gambling move, you know, and you can really look at it at a half glass full, half mm-hmm. glass empty. You know, half glass full, we got Quentin Grimes. We got uh, the other cat that we got uh, with the, in the second round. Um, and you really think that with those pieces, you can really, you can really defend, shoot, and we add those. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, and you guys already touched about it, is that we don't have the best trade package. So even if that first star requests a trade, and hopefully we're on their list, you got to think about it from the team's perspective, and why would they do it for us? Yeah. Like, you can kind of say, like, they're going to do what's best. Uh, they're going to go what's best for the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if it's Bradley Bill, like, he really wants to come to the Knicks. But they got to do what's best for them, and we're not going to have the best trade package. So if anything, we're going to maybe be have the second best trade package. And if you have the second best trade package, that's like, at that point, I would rather stock up, on, like you said, CP, stock up on young assets, guys, make them into valuable pieces that make them more appealing. I'm not going to say they're going to be like, uh, 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 what's, what's the cat in um, Golden State, uh, tall cat. With the second pick from last year, like Wiseman. I'm not saying they're gonna be like him, yeah. but we, yeah, James Wiseman. We we just gotta build. You gotta look at it from both sides, but at the same time, you still gotta be in the running. You still gotta have a package to offer if you're ever gonna get a big star. So it's gambling. I see what I see what he's doing. You know, I see what Rose is doing. He's a gambling man. This is a gamble, but when you look at it from there, I really think he did the best overall. You got young players, you got assets, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you try to build for something. So, half glass full, half glass empty. So, I see both sides. Okay. So, I'll just leave you guys with that. Appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the call, Will. Yeah, no problem. No problem. <clears throat> we'll sprinkle in some optimism in there. Okay. All right. I'm going to try, Jay. I mean, I think, yeah, go ahead, bro. I was going to say, I think, like, Bill, if Bill said he wanted to be a Nick, I think he can force his way there. Right. I think I Dame think as well. I think they would the, garner that I would think they would garner that respect. Yeah, I didn't think the Nets had the best assets to get James Harden, but I mean Levert, but he didn't even go to Houston. So Yeah. And I think Washington would be in a situation where they could take a, they would need to take a bunch of a bunch of picks. So Bill could really put them in a crazy situation if he really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think some of these guys, you know, Harden, these guys, they, they've put in enough work where they garner that respect. Um, and, you know, the franchises will, will help steer them to where they want to go. Uh, so, you know. Because I think Bill would have more leverage than Harden. Harden was under contract for years. Yeah. And they still he still was able to get to where he wanted to go. And, I mean, I think he was wearing a fat suit because he, <laughs> he, he yeah. literally lost 20 pounds. Overnight, man. Overnight. Yeah. I think yeah. he was trolling, but Bill is not on a long-term deal. And if he says, hey, I want to go to New York, you can either trade me there or yeah. I'm going to sign there in free agency, then the Wizards' hands are going to be tied behind their backs. And then other teams are going to be reluctant to make a trade because, you know, it's like the Anthony Davis situation. Mm-hmm. So Force hand. I, think, I think it can't happen without, without the best assets. Mm-hmm. Certainly possible indeed. All right, Jalen, I'm going to try you one more time on the Discord, man. Jalen Julius. Check in, check in. I'm seeing audio levels on on the Discord. I don't know. Discord's not Discord's not showing us love tonight, Dave. I don't know, man. Just one of those uh, 
one of those glitches tonight because I got levels. I got I got levels on the Discord. I'm not sure why um why I'm not getting anything from anybody else here. Jalen going once, Jalen going once. Alright, Jalen, we're gonna I'm gonna shut down the Discord. If you wanna call in, call into the uh the switchboard before we wrap up, because we're gonna wrap up shortly. So Jalen, if you can hear, call in on the switchboard, six five seven three eight three one five zero nine. Not sure why the Discord isn't uh, working right now, but um, but we'll we'll get that sorted out before Sunday's show. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Wrapping up the Knicks draft as we segue into free agency. If you guys are in the chat right now, who would be your number one free agent target for the Knicks? Leave a comment in the chat and uh, and we'll take a look. Who's your number one free agent target for the Knicks as we kick off? Monday, 6 o'clock, man, is the time. All right. Uh, Jason from the LES. Jason, how you doing, man? I'm good. How's it going, guys? Good, man. What's going on? Good. Uh, I just want to talk about the draft yesterday. So sure. yesterday was crazy because leading up to the draft, the whole week before and yesterday, mm-hmm. you just kept seeing all the mock drafts were saying that every player that the Knicks wanted to get was going to go before the Knicks got their pick. Mm-hmm. And so while I was watching the whole draft, I was pissed the whole time because I'm like, man, there goes Zaire Williams. There goes Corey Kispert. There goes Trey Murphy. There goes Chris Duarte. I'm like, what are the Knicks going to do when it gets to their pick? And I'm just so glad that they didn't just say, oh, we're just going to take Isaiah Jackson or we're just going to take Kai Jones and and we'll just take another guard at the second pick. Like, I'm so glad that they pivoted and they didn't just, like, just take the pick right away. And I'm just so happy the way it ended up because they got the two guys they wanted and they got a lot of assets with it. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was okay. I wasn't leaning towards Jackson. I, I know, Derek, you were high on him. I just I didn't want to go big there because we needed so much help in, in terms of shooting on the perimeter. We needed so much perimeter help, so I, I was okay with the Grimes pickup. You know, at 19, again, with one of these picks, I would have went safe, and then I would have rolled the dice on something. And then with 32, you could have went, you know, whatever wherever you saw that value, whether it was McBride still there, I would have I would have went there. So that's the only thing. With 19, I, I would have uh, maybe rolled the dice on somebody with some upside. So you would have took three players in 21, 19, 21, and 32? Personally, yeah, but I know that Tibbs, it wasn't likely with Tibbs. Yeah, yeah I mean, Tibbs yeah, yeah, wouldn't play three rookies. So yeah, I personally, <laughs> I would have. Yeah, personally, I would have, yeah. Oh. Yeah, man. Yeah, because, um, yeah, I was just going to say, and then I'll leave. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, I know that I, I always thought they were never going to take, I mean, obviously they took three rookies, but I meant in terms of, like, three rookies that they were going to actually play. Mm-hmm. So I knew they were never going to take three players with those three picks. And I'm glad that they kept the, they, they rode the pick into the future, so that way we still have the pick, for whether we want to trade it or, or whether we want to use the pick in the future ourselves. Yeah. And also, I think that pick, I think Charlotte's going to have to unprotect that pick at some point because they can't trade a first-round pick until 2028, I think, now. 2027, according to Macri, 2027. So. Okay, so yeah. So they yeah. might have to, if they want to do a trade in the future, they're going to have to unprotect that pick. Right, right. Yeah. All right, though. I'll, I'll catch you guys later, man. It Appreciate nice it, man. You guys. Enjoy the weekend, man. I want to shout out Alan Berman for the super chat. He says, uh, salute. He says, anyone else jealous of Charlotte right now? (laughs) About to have all three ball brothers on the roster by the end of the week. (laughs) I'd be thrilled with Lowry on a two-year, $60 million deal and Rose Noel coming back with them. With him. 
So, uh, so he, so he believes the Lavar Ball conspiracy. Lavar put it in the air. He said all three Paul brothers would be Hornets. Hey, you, you can't. Uh, that guy's been hitting. You know, he, he's been hitting on his bets. You can't, can't, uh, can't count him out. But no, I, I mean the Atatunko yeah. brothers got more championships combined yeah, yeah. than the Ball brothers. Yeah, more MVPs. The, what are the odds, man? <laughs> what are the odds? You got, I mean, the Plum. You had Plumleys, right? They had three brothers in the league, but um, holidays, holidays. I mean, that's some crazy odds. Odds of making the NBA period is it, it, yeah. slim. Much less you have three brothers, three sets of brothers. Um, yeah, that's that's just crazy, man. I, I want to ask you a question. What do you, what your thoughts would be on drafting Isaiah Jackson, who I think yeah. is likely to outplay his draft position? I think he's going to be the next Kentucky guy yeah. that we're like, dang, I didn't know he had that in his game. He showed flashes mm-hmm. and he got better as the year went on. So, what are your thoughts on drafting Jackson mm-hmm. and then using Mitch as one of your upside guys that you can package in a deal? Because you're gonna have to pay Mitch. Is it this yeah. summer that Mitch has uh, to be paid? After they have they have a, a team option, one point six million on on his deal going into this season. So it would be after that. Then you then you got to figure out what you're gonna do there. What What was your thoughts on that, Derek? I'm gonna say he got better as the year went on on a team that progressively got worse, worse. which yeah. as a teenager is incredibly difficult to stay on an opposite trajectory of a monstrosity like the Kentucky program to do the complete opposite as the rest of the players, which I think says a lot about him. Uh, I agree. I think he's going to outperform where he was, where he was taken. I think the Pacers trading for him was awesome. Mm, mm. But then it's like the Pacers not have too many centers because you got, in my opinion, Sabonis is a five. Yeah. I think, so you have, gone, I think they look at Jackson as a four. You think so? Yeah, I'm not saying I agree with that. I think yeah. that's what some, yeah. people, some people look at him as a four. I, it's going to take a while. If he is a four, it's going to take a while for that skill set to develop. Like that could take he show a while. flashes. He yeah, show but, flashes of it. He'd but. he'd go he'd go 20 minutes where you're like, man, those feet are bad. He's never going to shoot. And then you have 30 seconds where you go, oh man, this kid could be like really good. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw some plays where he had. I mean, he like faced up and showed like a, you know, decent range or a touch from like the short corner. But then there's plays where he just blew by a guy and, and dunked on him. Mm-hmm. I noticed he loves to drive left, even though he plays, he's a righty. The righty. I just think his, he's a guy that, I mean, he could be like Bam. Mm-hmm. And I talked to Bam a few weeks ago and I was just like, what was it that made teams pass? And he's like, well, you know, when you go to Kentucky, you know, you have to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But he said that, he had some of the stuff that he's shown in the NBA in his game, but when you go to a team with five other or three or yeah. four other McDonald's All-Americans, right, you yeah. can't show it. Blue so I wouldn't be shocked to see if Jackson is that that guy. Yeah, makes sense, man. Makes sense, as you said, especially with Kentucky. Um, but, I mean, for me, like I said, I just felt like we needed so much on, on the perimeter that I, that I would have prioritized that, but – you just never know with these Kentucky guys. A lot of these guys could break out a lot later on in, the, in their careers, and Jackson could certainly be one of them. Um, so to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Final call of the night. You know, we got to go to the closer, Jay Boogie. I want to salute Junior Caroma. He sends a super chat. He says, salute CP the Don. I'm all in for Lonzo. Can't wait for Monday. All right, so Junior Caroma's leading the, the Lonzo hive. Jay Boogie, let's close out, man, and head into the weekend. What's going on, bro? 
Hey, salute, salute, salute. Three capital S's, man. How y'all brothers doing? Hope everybody, you know what I'm saying, having a great day, great time, enjoying the drafts or whatever. Mixed opinions, mixed, you know what I'm saying, all types of situations. Everybody got this to say, that to say, you know what I'm saying. More importantly, man, be glad that you're healthy. More importantly, be glad that you're safe, you know what I'm saying. That thing is still out there. Don't care who it uh, gets involved with. It is not racist, man. I got to go back to the essence and start promoting that. Because right now we are the end of, and, and new beginning of another chapter, you know what I'm saying. Everybody think it's the off-season. No, it's the on-season. A lot of work being done. A lot of things went, went hectic yesterday. A lot of people fell they didn't get the player that they wanted to get. But it's okay. Okay, have patience. Just know for a fact that the Knicks was working hard to try to get certain players. PM3 was definitely on our radar. But being that we did not get him, you know what I'm saying, I really think we didn't panic. We moved on. There was another play out there. Yeah, we wanted man. But I'm going to be honest with you. I believe for the organization, the TM3, that was the organization pick. I believe um, trade man, that was um, Leon Rose pick. But I know for a fact that – Double T got all type of players that he wanted. Shooters, perimeter defense, you know what I'm saying, and people that's going to listen and going to want to work and be grateful and thankful to be in the NBA on the New York Knicks. Before I go any further, before I forget from last night, shout out to our NBA commissioner for doing what he did for that boy out there in Kentucky because I was out there and a lot of feelings and everything was going on for the situation for that boy, you know what I'm saying, that passed away. That lets you know we got the greatest commissioner is in, port, in sports, all hands down. And one more thing before I go, I forgot to shout him out last night, but I'm going to do it like this. Oh, oh, oh. That's right, Jericho Sims is the new Tarzan of the NBA. Get prepared for him. Salute, salute, salute. Three capital S's. Y'all have a great night, great morning. Enjoy your weekend. You deserve it. Five whole days of work, one whole day to play. Come rest up Sunday, get ready for another Monday. And I'm going to see y'all, man. Peace, man. I'm out. Jay Boogie with a draft closing ceremony. <laughs> closing sermon. I got to steal some of those one-liners. Oh, man. Then he, then he hit us with the Tarzan, man, to close it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You never know with Jay Boogie, man. It's, it's, it's unpredictable, man. But shout out Jay Boogie. Uh, always appreciate that, man. And, and like you said, man, you gotta keep put your health first, man. Everybody, just be safe out there, and uh, and enjoy your families, man. Always putting it in perspective. So definitely appreciate that, um, Derek Raphael. Appreciate you guys, man, for your draft coverage, your insights. You know, you guys eat, sleep, and drink this thing all year long. So it's it's. Uh, you know, certainly, um, you know, it's an honor to have you guys on and, and definitely respect you guys' opinions on these things. So thanks a lot for, for all that you guys do. And, um, yeah, man, for, for being, you know, solid contributors to this channel. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, Derek, Derek, you you had mentioned, because um, I, I always refer to you as basketballnews.com, but you also mentioned uh, SIS Sports. Just, t- just yeah. tell the people a little bit more about that. Yeah, so over uh, over on my Twitter profile page, I've got a link in in my bio. SIS Hoops Sports Info Solutions. Uh, this is our we're about one year old as a company. We build data driven draft models and we sell them to NBA teams. So we do, you know, we have games from 2014 to 2020, and we tag things, we grade things like decision making, uh, micro skills, things that aren't covered in a box score. So on defense, we're grading deflections, rotations, stunts, digs and your decision-making. We're grading on offense, your passes, your catches, your cuts, like how aware are you on and off the ball? It's not box score stuff. Um, it's really cutting edge. And we put up some videos last night 
of some of the data that we've been able to give to our clients and our teams, because now the draft is over. It doesn't matter if it's out there. So there's a lot of stuff on our page. Follow us over on Twitter. Uh, really, really cool stuff. Just kind of see the game in a different light. Really cool. Really cool. And um, isn't uh, is Spencer Perlman with you guys? If I'm not yes. mistaken. So, yeah. yeah. So m- many Knicks fans will know the name Spencer Perlman. Spencer and I work hand in hand uh, right under our, d- our director, Jake. So, yeah, Spencer and I, we're, we're on the phone talking um, remote. I'm here in OKC. He's still up there in New Jersey. But again, yeah, we work together. So if you follow him as well, he was pushing out a lot of stuff last night during the draft. Yeah, shout out to Spencer, man. He, he was one of our first when we first started doing this draft coverage, man. He gave us a, a lot of intel, re- very sharp guy. So I'm sure he's bringing some uh, some, some positive uh, insights to, to SIS as well. So good stuff, man. Great job as usual. And also uh, just leave your, your Twitter handle where the people can find you. Yeah, uh, my Twitter is DMurrayNBA, so D-M-U-R-R-A-Y uh, NBA. You can find all my stuff there. And again, link it all to Basketball News and SIS. And CP, thanks again for having me on uh, i know all three of us are like i said before the show running on fumes last night was man. really really long so i i just appreciate you having me on and always get the fun to uh, address Knicks fans absolutely man Raphael locked on nba nba draft junkies uh let the people know where they can find you man thanks again for everything yeah no problem um thank you for reaching out to me last summer so i think this is like my third or fourth episode and, and every time i'm on i the feedback is is dope and then i always get like 20 or 30 knicks followers so uh and i, and I actually love it because in my opinion knicks fans are the most informed most knowledgeable most passionate fan base so um just thank you for this platform but you can find me at barlow b-a-r-l-o-w-e 500 on twitter and then uh, nba draft junkies you type it in on youtube that's where you can see all my video breakdowns all right, sounds good, man. And uh, salute to everybody in the chat once again. Definitely want to shout out uh, Knickerbocker in Vegas. He says, Team Hashtag New uh, Fox from the Kings. Could he become available? Hey, you never know, man. With, with Davion Mitchell there, who, who knows what happens. But uh, Knickerbocker in Vegas, uh, if, if you're going to be in Vegas for Summer League, I will be out there August 8th. Uh, for the Knicks opening game against, uh, I believe they play the Cleveland Cavaliers first, and then they play the Lakers, and uh, I'm going to be missing that Cade game. They play Detroit on the 13th, but I'll, I'll be there for the opener on August 8th, so if you guys are out there, make sure you guys pull up on us, it should be a great time. And last but not least, the four winners to the orange, the ultimate orange and blue giveaway. Here are the winners. Listen up, people in the chat, to see if your name was called. The first person who won the um, the autographed Patrick Ewing basketball, he only left one name, Eric. <laughs> so, Eric, congratulations. Shout out. Shout out to Eric. Shout out to Eric. He won the Patrick Ewing basketball. So, congratulations to Eric. Dave, let's, let's uh, just, just write that down for me. I, oh, actually, I got it. So Eric got the Patrick Ewing basketball. I want to shout out this guy's name, Tony. It's Bologna. I don't know if it's Baloney, but Tony Baloney. No, this is not fake, people. These are real entries. Tony is going to go home with the R.J. Barrett 8x10 autographed photo. Congratulations to Tony. And who's going to the Mets game Stephen K. Congratulations to Stephen K. 
you have just got two tickets to see the Mets take on the Washington Nationals on Wednesday, August 11th, right behind the visitors dugout. So definitely enjoy that. You and, and whoever you choose will we'll get you those tickets. We'll reach out to Stephen K. And also going to the Mets game is Christian Larea. Christian Larea, you have just won two tickets to see the Mets take on the Nationals at City Field on Wednesday, August 11th. So congratulations to all the winners, to everyone who participated. And remember, uh, last night, my guy David from Forzano Law reached out and said if we got to 1,000 likes on YouTube, that they were going to send two people to the first Knicks preseason game in MSG. So stay tuned for that giveaway. We'll do it once the season is announced. And uh, you guys have another opportunity to win, man. That's once again brought to you by my guys at Forzano Law. Shout out to David and Anthony as well. Thanks again for sponsoring the show. And remember, for those of you out there, that the show is also available in audio podcast format, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the major podcast platforms, so you don't have any excuse to miss it. Also, remember, the show is presented by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com, enter promo code NYX for 20% off, plus free shipping. So once again, people, will see you Sunday, man. Free agency. The draft is over. Free agency is here. And uh, we'll, we'll get it all covered for you guys, man. So we'll see you then. Peace.